of a piece with other celebrations at the time. B.A., Ph.D., Engineering, Johns Hopkins University. 1952, first and last electroshock treatment for which I will never, never, never forgive my parents. 1954 to 1965, researcher, Eastman Kodak Laboratories. As with so many institutions in this country, talent was resented. I was fired as soon as I began to point out flaws in the management structure. Two years later, I filed a patent on a shutter mechanism that Kodak eventually broke down and purchased. Then Vice President for Product Development, Arch Vendolini, was having an affair with his daughter's best friend, contrary to what he'll tell you notice the way his left shoulder twitches when he's lying. All subsequent diagnoses, and let me tell you there have been a number, are the result of two forces, both in their way pernicious. One, the attempt by the psychiatric establishment over the last century to redefine eccentricity as illness, and two, the desire of members of my various families to render me docile and, if possible, immobile. The electric bread slicer concept was stolen from me by a man in a diner in Chevy Chase, dressed as a reindeer, who I couldn't possibly have known was an employee of Westinghouse. That I have no memories of the years 1988 through 1990, and believed until very recently that Ed Meese was still the Attorney General, is not owing to my purported paranoid blackout, but on the contrary to the fact my third wife took it upon herself to lace my coffee with tranquilizers. Believe nothing you hear about the divorce settlement. When I ring the buzzer at Graham's place in Venice, a Jew in his late twenties with some fancy-looking musculature answers the door. He appears nervous and says, We weren't expecting you till tomorrow. And I ask him who we are, and he says, Me and Graham. Adding hurriedly, We're friends, you know, only friends. I don't live here. I'm just over to use the computer. All I can think of is I hope this guy isn't out here trying to get acting jobs because it's obvious to me right away that my son is gay and is screwing this character with the expensive-looking glasses. There was a lot of that in the military, and I learned early on that it comes in all shapes and sizes, not just the fairy types everyone expects. Nonetheless, I am briefly shocked by the idea that my 29-year-old boy has never seen fit to share with me the fact that he's a fruitcake, no malice intended, and I resolve right away to talk to him about it when I see him. Marlon Brando overcomes his stupor and, lifting my suitcase from the car, leads me through the back garden, past a lemon tree in bloom, to a one-room cottage with a sink and plenty of light, to which I take an instant liking. This'll do nicely, I say, and then ask him, how long have you been sleeping with my son? It's obvious he thinks I'm some brand of geriatric homophobe getting ready to come on in a religiously heavy manner, and seeing that deer-caught-in-the-headlights look in his eye, I take pity and disabuse him. I've seen women run down by tanks. I'm not going to get worked up about the prospect of fewer grandchildren.
when I start explaining to him that social prejudice of all stripes runs counter to my Enlightenment ideals, ideals tainted by centuries of partial application, it becomes clear to me that Graham has given him the family line. His face grows patient, and his smile begins to leak the sympathy of the ignorant. Poor old guy suffering from mental troubles his whole life, up one month and down the next, spewing grandiose notions that slip like sand through his fingers. To which I always say, you just look up Frank Singer in the U.S. Patent Office. In any case, this turkey probably thinks the Enlightenment is a marketing scheme for General Electric. I spare him the seminar I could easily conduct and say, Look, if the two of you share a bed, it's fine with me. That drive must have worn you out, he said.